like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. And I'm an Italian greyhound. <laughs> You're a bit soft. And smooth. No. God. Princess Tegan Wu. We're three friends and a pup, popping movie cherries and falling down fandom rabbit holes with comical social commentary. Each movie we watch and review, at least one of us has never seen, while the others sass, snack, squeal, and snuggle Tegan. Okay, welcome back to Wait! You haven't seen that? The podcast. Um, today we are joined by our resident Star Wars expert, Sarah. Say hi, Sarah. Hey, guys. <laughs> Yay, Sarah's back, guys. Yay. Very excited to have Sarah. We've we've really uncovered something that is very exciting that we finally know the answer to it. Solved a mystery? True. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of farm will <laughs> have? It's a moisture farm. <laughs> Fucking moisture farm. In the desert. <laughs> Which Good makes job. a lot of sense as opposed to our, like, fennel slash, like, opium, opium? farm. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, hypothesis. Yeah. Those, were the, those so, were the theories, yeah. fennel and yep. opium. Yep. Because of, like, the soup Basically. in the, like, the processor. In the blender situation? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fennel. Fennel yeah. of all things. Right. <laughs> Listen, don't ask. It's, it's like fine. The aunt is absolutely okay. cooking, like, there's, like, bulbs yeah. of fennel. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. But that is not the movie we watched today. So, <laughs> so today we are um, covering Attack of the Clones. So this is the second um, in the installment of the prequels. Uh, so I'll read a little description really quick in case you haven't watched the movies um, in a long time. So this is set ten years after the events. Forever. Forever. Yeah. There you go. That's like okay Bree. too. That, we welcome that. <laughs> so this is set ten years after the events in Phantom Menace. The galaxy is on the brink of civil war, with thousands of planetary systems threatening to secede from the Galactic Republic. 
after Senator Padme Amidala evades an assassination attempt, Jedi apprentice Anakin Skywalker becomes her protector. Oh, oh. oh yeah. Yep. Ooh, we got never. so many things to say about that. Lots, okay. of, lots of things there. <laughs> While his mentor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, investigates the attempt on her life, soon the trio witnesses the onset of a new threat to the galaxy. The Clone Wars. Bah, bah, bah. Dun, dun, dun. Hashtag Clone War life. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, get off and I thought. So that's <laughs> a thing. So that's our premise. That's what we're going with today. Um so Brie, as our never seen it before person, I always Star come to Wars you first. Version. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Uh, Impressions. This collection was over the top. <laughs> absolutely a few pieces that I absolutely hated, but it was also in conjunction with the kissing scenes, which felt really uncomfortable to watch. And maybe that's why you hated the fashion yeah. so much, mm-hmm. because what was happening on screen was very uncomfortable. Yep. Yes. But it was like a little too Victorian doily, like hippie. Yeah. Like mm. Trelawney would wear it. Okay. Know, divination. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can see, yeah. That. I can see yeah. that too. I yeah. think I'm just like. I 100% see that. It's like yeah. Cat Lady Chic, but not in a good way. <laughs> cat Lady <laughs> Chic. Cat Lady Chic. Yeah, I like that genre. <laughs> I want to see more. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Can we explore that? Tashminas for Padme. Yeah. It's true. She definitely had Beat this, like, yeah, these, like, headpieces that were fabric over some like structure mm-hmm. underneath but it, yeah just the way some of them hung it was a little mm-hmm. a little funky mm-hmm. it felt weird so a lot other of this than movie that felt look, weird yeah um the ships are super sexy except for the like uh awesome powers one that obi-wan and hayden christensen are in at the very beginning mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. that, yeah. Felt that first chase but it was in still fun element, i appreciate yeah. the chase yeah scene. yeah it like captured a state of mind and time. I did enjoy their banter in that scene, though. I will say, Obi Wan and uh, Hayden Christensen. Yeah, Obi Wan was sorry, like, Anakin Skywalker. I switched between actor gonna, names. And, yeah, that's sorry. Happened a lot. Uh, yeah. Well, like Obi Wan was way more dynamic in this movie than the previous mm-hmm. one. Yeah, and I can't exactly. T- maybe he just had more things to do, so he was more right. He definitely yeah. carried this acting wise. Yes. He oh, is. Yeah. He's just carrying this whole thing. He's got to be tired. He's tired right now. <laughs> I'm carrying this take a vacation? on my shoulders. <laughs> Love you and McGregor. Yeah, exactly. Should, yes, you're he, welcome. Should we talk about the acting? Hides to mm-hmm. an island mm-hmm. where no one can find him. Totally. Yeah. All well, right. Yeah, you and I mean, he you definitely. Yeah, rocked it. And I don't know. Yeah. He, maybe he just had better lines this time. But yeah, yeah he was a way more fun character this mm-hmm. in this movie compared to the Phantom Menace. Do we know like what his timeline on other movies was? Like what he had done before this? Oh, oh. Uh, like, like the, the actor timeline. Yeah. You know, gosh, let's see. Like I'm trying to remember. Mulan Rouge Mul- was that pre or post? I think that, that was okay. like ninety. So it was definitely before. Not far And this before. was 2001? God, I feel like Two? it was closer than that. 2002, I think, is what we were saying. Yeah, this came out in 2002. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Are you looking at it? I am. Okay, cool. Okay, um, thanks. What was the budget on this puppy? This was... Okay, budget... Let's see. I've got it here somewhere. Um, bah, bah, bah. That's what it grossed. Let's see. I think it was 100 and something million. <laughs> I won't say. You know. Cool, huh, Bill? Yeah. I, th- I think I could be wrong there, but yeah, wait, um, what was, yeah, budget too. How much did it cost? Yeah, I know, right? Mm-hmm. I've got it in thousands of pages of notes. Hold what on. What about box office? So hold on, let's see. Um, 
No. That's oh, really that's stats. Right. So <laughs> I know, right? Go through all your pages, Megan. It, so it made six hundred forty-nine million worldwide. Wow. Yeah, but it got like um, so. Usually with Star Wars releases, they like dominate and they'll dominate for a while. This did not. <laughs> yeah. So this was out outdone by both um, Two Towers as well as Chamber of Secrets, which. Okay. I don't... Yeah, that makes sense. Which, yeah. admittedly, that's a lot coming out at the same time. Seriously. For, like, a very similar fandom, like, demographic. Yeah. yeah. A lot sure. of overlap there. So, um, Moulin Rouge was the year before, 2001. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's my hot take on Ewan McGregor <laughs> in this film. Carrying it. <laughs> Based on Theory. that information. Theory time. Okay. <laughs> Theory time. That he was, like... Ah, uh, Baz Luhrmann is amazing. This experience was amazing. Moulin Rouge for life. I can go and do anything. <laughs> so I can mm-hmm. carry this entire franchise yeah, on my and back. I won't resent you much. I can kind of <laughs> see that Moulin Rouge influence too, because I feel like anyone he's in a scene with, he's got some sexual tension. Right? With. Oh yeah, right? he's got chemistry Just with like, yes. vibing off Moulin with Rouge. the like, alien, yes. with life. his enemies, mm-hmm. yeah, yes. with the jingle fest. Yeah, that Avengers. was that oh, scene. Were like, there were some intense mm-hmm. moments. That, yeah, yeah, when he was yeah when he met Chango Fett, we were all on the couch like, "What is this love You're story? Make out. This uh, is the one yeah. I want to see." <laughs> no more of this like Anakin Padme shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. So oh. this was also a contemporary of Spider Man as well. Oh Jesus! Yeah, so, like oh. yeah. Toby so Maguire it did yeah, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Yeah, and this, that was the first. Yeah, so that's. Great, I love it. Um, yeah, so it was it was outgrossed by Spider Man and Two Towers, and then worldwide it was outgrossed by um, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets in the U.S. Yeah, that was Harry Potter life. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, and I believe it was. I think it was like 115 million. I can't find it in my notes, but I'm pretty sure that was around, around what the budget, budget was. Definitely went but towards they, the CGI. Yeah, so oh, they used yeah. and like oh, oh yeah. god, okay, I could nerd out about a lot of this stuff because I actually did my research this, this is time. The place for that, do it. Love it. So there, yeah. So there was actually a lot done um, around production around this time, specifically for the Star Wars movie. So they did like new um, cameras that were uh, because like George Lucas actually wanted theaters to upgrade their equipment in order to play these movies. Okay, buddy. Yeah. So he's (laughs) wow. The the life. That is how he rolls. But uh, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, so he had some uh, some pretty interesting, like, camera equipment coming out around that time um, in order to, like, shoot some of those really cool, let's see, it says high-definition digital 24-frame system. So I don't totally know what that means, but I wrote, but it's down, and I love it. Um, Google it. Also, in a former life, I did study film for a little while, so this was, I was interested in that whole piece of this, but, uh... Yeah, George Lucas, he, so he, I feel like, is really great at the visual world building. Clearly. I thought that was really cool. I feel like we got to see, and that's another thing with the Mm -hmm. prequels, I think that's really great, and Sarah could probably comment more on it, but Mm -hmm. I love that we get to see the expansion of the Star Wars universe in Mm -hmm. these prequels, right? Like, we're going to Naboo. We're going to something-something. Geonosis. Geonosis. We're going to... (laughs) Camino. We're going to Camino. Yeah. We got to see Coruscant a little bit more. Yeah, Coruscant. Yeah, I think, like, the planet with the high aliens. 
That's, that's Camino. 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 Yeah. 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 It's like mm-hmm. all the sea. Okay. Yeah. Life for me. Yeah. yeah. For whatever else you say about this movie, I think like the world building is fantastic. That's yeah. what I think too. Like, love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The environment. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, for my overall takeaway, yeah. I'm so, it was a beautiful thing to watch and like the plot I was hardly following. <laughs> I mean, I missed like 90% of the plot That's the first fair. time I watched this movie. I yeah. didn't remember, I didn't remember the assassination attempt at all didn't remember mm-hmm. that um i remembered the love story because it was so terrible <laughs> i <laughs> well because and it's also like half the movie is them with this like clunky love story yeah that, no. it's okay. it is really choppy between going between the two storylines between obi-wan's and between um padme and anakin yeah. like it's a it's Poor a little like yeah it's we miss her still yeah. okay so a thought came to me while we were Yep. Because <clears throat> while we were watching, when Anakin rescues his mom only to have her die in her arms, that scene is maybe the most effective of his acting in yep. the entire film. And actually, after that scene, he's a little bit more, I don't know, like his, uh, the way he's acting makes a little bit more sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of like, I feel like they did this backwards. I feel like him going to like rescue his mom should have been what happened first. And, like, Padme came with him because she cares about him as a human, and otherwise he's going to be doing this, like, super emotional hard thing by himself. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not until after that that it kind of turns into this, like, right, because, like, mutual trauma creates connection. Yeah. This, mm-hmm. this would have been way more... And Shared trauma. Felt, right? And he would have mm-hmm. been broken, and she could have, you know, come in. I mean, like, that's a whole thing. I don't know how your guys' teenage years went, but I thought <laughs> that I could fix every boy I ever dated. And so I was fuck like... boy therapy. Always. <laughs> coming back to the fuckboy stuff, but, like, that would have been a much more effective and, like, it would just make much more sense of like it would how be. this storytelling, like, yeah. stu- mm-hmm. you know, this like super intense like connection that they can't ignore would make mm. sense, I guess. Yes. But they did it the other way around, where like the love was supposed to come first, and I'm like, it just turned into this like really uncomfortable, like obsessive feelings from him and her being like saying no a lot, but then like <laughs> we're supposed to believe that she's actually I don't know. I just it's yeah. yeah. When I never faced with about death, it. she finally is like. So, yeah. <laughs> let's just like make out in case you're my last kiss. I never I mean, thought about it that way before. Yeah, because I always right? thought like something was missing in that love story. Like, oh, mm-hmm. like they just didn't see each other for 10 years. Now they see each other again and it's super awkward. Yeah. He's obsessed with her. She says no. They agree that they can't keep it a secret and then they end up making out. Right. And, it's and just then like, they go through this. But yeah. it would have made more sense if they went through this, they had this shared experience, they had, and, and they then had that they tension closer, too, right? right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that would make the tension, that would make sense to have the tension yes, there. Yes, right? totally. Yeah. yeah, I wrote down, one of my notes literally says, gross, zero to 60, why? Every <laughs> time. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, there's just no <laughs> experience building there. Like, no. how, they have oh, nothing no. in common, no. and yet, uh, other than this, like, weird obsession by Anakin. Right! And we're supposed to buy that as, like, some really, like, you know, can't be ignored, like, only comes around once in a lifetime, like, love experience, but, like, obsession isn't love. PSA, everyone. And the last time... PSA for people in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. The last time that that Padme saw Anakin? He was nine. He was nine years <laughs> old. Like, where did Let's, this come from? Yeah. Like, did she just totally. see it? Like, I got a And I think yeah. she was supposed to be 13, right? Like, I when thought we initially she was met. 14. I feel like 14. Okay, 14. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. 
Yeah. And so they're like five years different then? Mm-hmm. Is that what that is? Okay. And like, if you think, of, I don't know about you guys, but when I was 14, like, boys who were nine were like, boy, like, tiny. Like, little, yeah, boy, little boys. boys. I was looking at like, 15, 16, exactly. when I was, like, 13, 14, right? Like, I know, I was like, <laughs> I don't care about y'all, or, yeah. Then I had a string of dating younger guys, but it's fine. Um, we, so we maybe Megan gets it. Maybe she connects a little bit. <laughs> I do, actually. Just saying. Yeah. Okay, so she was, what, 24 in this movie, and yes. he was somewhere around 19. 19. Yeah. Okay. So that's like, not too far off, their, but... They're Star Wars ages. Yeah. Right, Star yeah. Wars ages. Yeah. Totally. The actor mm-hmm. ages, I don't know what they are, um, to be honest. I don't know how old Natalie Portman was in this versus Hayden Christensen. And do we have any, like, hot dirt on their personal lives? <laughs> right, like, did they <laughs> actually hook up? Is that why it's so, so terrible on screen? Googling now. Okay, <laughs> all right. Sarah's on it. Um, but Sorry, yeah. you're a guest, Sarah, and you're doing some of the grunt work. Yeah, I know, right? Gosh. If Sarah don't know it, she gotta ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truth, truth. Um, should we talk about the... Like, assassination attempt at the beginning? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I had also totally forgotten that was a thing. Right. I did, too. Okay, so <laughs> going back to the... Sorry, to just circle back for a second. Yeah, but no, to the whole deal of all these other really blockbuster, arguably more successful as, like, storytelling films that came out that year. Yeah. Like, me as a person who went to all of those films in theater, yeah, I definitely gave t- yeah, me too. way more of my money to The Two Towers and Spider-Man yeah. and Harry Potter. And yeah. so I'm like, those numbers make sense. Okay, I get it. Yeah. yeah right? I only saw this once in the theater. I also completely for- forgot about that assassination attempt with the right? weird, like, creepy calling bug things. Yeah, totally. Like, through the window. Yeah, they were like oh, centipedes, little, like, man. Centipedes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I the poisonous. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you had a real visceral reaction. Yeah, Brie was like, fuck <laughs> this. <laughs> There was something very, like, uncomfortably sexual about them. Yes. Like, just these little, like, crawling crawling dicks. Like, coming and rape her. Like, And when she was sleeping and they were getting into her bed. Gross, gross. Oh, I hate it. I hate all of this. And then Anakin, like, jumps, like, onto her bed, I guess, and, like, lightsabers them off her face or whatever. I know. I don't know how the fuck he did that without hurting her. Permanently scarred yeah. forever, and then she's like, "Oh, I just woke up." Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't handle like, it. You would have. Oh, it did start that like pretty excellent chase scene though. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I'm not mad at. I yeah, I loved that chase scene. That was really I was fun. into that. It was too long, in my opinion. Yeah. Could have been edited down. And the music they needed to really take a hint from Fifth Element. It <laughs> <laughs> was our takeaway. Like Fifth Element. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. I do yeah. love Fifth Element, but I will always, always back John Williams' score. Don't care. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. Fifth element, spaceballs yes. for life. <laughs> so I do have an answer. Oh, okay. Ooh, a decade, yeah. well, this was apparently written in 2010, but um, in 2000, Portman dated Star Wars co-star Hayden Christensen. <gasps> knew they, it! We so knew they actually, it! They were rumored to be seeing one another around the time of the release of episode one, The Phantom Menace. So they were dating, they oh, were before. dating before this oh, movie. Oh, no. See, that's Which, the worst. Oh, that's ruined the worst. the chemistry. <laughs> yeah. Ruined it. There's, we can't have any true tension or any real build-up. Nope. They already fucked yep yeah <laughs> and they're like that's that's weird i'm not into it anymore right? that's how it happens in they hollywood break don't up hook up with your too? co-worker or your co-star who you're supposed to have romantic tension until with. you're done you know, right up afterwards mm-hmm. let exactly. it like let it like feed the building exactly right? foreplay mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Just Speaking like of, oh man, it. his foreplay was oh garbage. From oh, tell us about the sand. Oh man, so boring <laughs> to like genuinely creepy to just like you're like talking about dictatorships and that's supposed to be like romantic while we're in this field and she looks yeah. like a. I don't know, Renaissance Maiden during that. I, I mean, I enjoyed that outfit. I, I guess if you're trying to, like, she's like seduce a politician, yeah, you talk about politics? I guess so. I know, I didn't yeah. understand what was happening there. What is it? But he's like not, he's not smart enough to be like, I need to get involved in politics. No. She's definitely dating down. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 She's definitely. 110%. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. also, I think he gets better with age. Yeah. 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 Uh, James Earl Jones era, mm, you know? Mm-hmm. That's well, the... yeah. <laughs> That's accurate, yeah. True. True, true, true. Oh, man. So are Jedis... So this is a question for you, yeah. Sarah, probably, okay. but are, are, are Jedis not supposed to fall in love with people? Or are they not supposed to have romantic relationships? No, so here's a... Because right, he kind of getting no into, passion, right? Yeah. yeah, this actually might be getting into, like, a little bit deeper than a lot of the movies get into, but the whole thing around this era of... Um, I guess of the old like I don't know if it's called the it's not technically the old republic but mm-hmm. the time of the politics at this point the Jedi have kind of dissolved like what they used to be so they are not at their former glory okay. and a lot of the reason that all of this politics is happening right now is because the Jedi have become so rigid in their thinking mm-hmm. and they have become so uh, they don't because they've set these rules about like no attachment, no passion, no love, they Anakin. So, do you remember in the Phantom Menace, they told him that he was too old to become a Jedi? Yeah, right. He was nine years old. He had already formed attachments with his family at that point. Oh, fuck. But the okay. Jedi, the way that they used to like to train them is they used they really to like to rip them away from their family before they formed those attachments. Yeah. So that they didn't have any kind of background, they don't know what love is. So this is the way Jesus that they Christ. used to train Jedi. Yeah, which, oh, yeah, which that's so fucking. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is this is where we're arcing to. This yeah. is this is a lot of the criticism of saying like this is why this politics like happened at this point because the Jedi have become like they are not their former like. Mm. Selves. Like they are they are no longer representing the ideals that they say that they represent. Right. They Ooh. are yeah. That part, and that is part that is part of their downfall. Yeah, they're wondering about clouded. That, right? they, they don't like they don't appreciate the like power of attachments. They don't mm. appreciate these um like nuance at all. It's very black and white thinking, very rigid, very, they almost like overpower themselves and mm-hmm. they think that they are running this universe and right. in reality they are blind mm-hmm. to seeing this darkness rising. Mm-hmm. So this is, that's mm-hmm. part of the reason why this darkness rises is because the light is not what it used to be. <laughs> totally. So that's because a lot of the thought behind cloudy. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're getting wow. cloudy and darkness is rising. I so. feel like that's probably why they're able to, like, you know, the, the mm-hmm. what does Yoda say at the end? He says, the shroud of the dark side has fallen. And I feel like that mm-hmm. is speaking to what you're kind of saying yep. right now, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, the reason that that's allowed to happen is because yep. they've been so blinded by... Short-sighted. Pride, yeah. too. Yeah. Pride. Mm-hmm. They're very prideful. Yeah. Like, and I got this. We yeah. know what we're doing. 
mean? Like we, yeah, I don't we, know if we kind of missed it, but there's a line that Count Dooku says in there because Count Dooku was Qui Gon's master, master. Mm-hmm. and he says at some point Qui Gon would have agreed with me, like saying oh. like the Jedi have fallen. I know. I was almost yeah. like, who am I supposed to be rooting for? Right Qui Gon. Totally. So Qui Gon was actually like a real good, like he's seen as a very true Jedi. He was sticking to his ideals, and yeah. he disagreed with the Council, right. which I think was like in the last movie. Yeah, like, he was. had this like. Oh, oh yeah. right, because he was like, I'm gonna train Anakin, and yep. they were like, No, you're not allowed to do that. And he's like, Exactly, oh, but I'm gonna do it anyway. So yeah. that's yeah. kind of the thing that he that they think that Qui Gon, if he would have lived, he would have been on the Separatist side. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think he would have too. Totally. Right, he was already bucking this council. Right? Oh yeah, right. he was already being like that rebel. That, yeah, yeah. That totally. Yeah. Well, and very much like which one's Qui Gon? <laughs> Liam Neeson. <laughs> Liam Neeson. <laughs> Long hair. Obi Obi Wan's oh, okay. master in the last one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it, that's very interesting too. Like again, because I felt like I was kind of watching this for the first time, because there were many things that I missed. But yeah, how the Jedi like internally they are not as sound as I think I thought they were. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. right. Yeah, they are not. No, they're really <laughs> not. They're really not. Yeah. Yeah, and I did write down one little because we we brought this up in our previous discussions. Uh, well, you bring it up, Megan, because mm-hmm. this whole deal of like, okay, so the Jedi's are like, hey, don't do the dark side, kids. Like, no hate, no anger, all that stuff. They don't really provide a counter example, and we never hear like a mention of love and stuff like that. And Anakin, when he's talking to Padme in one of their bizarre interactions. Um, he does talk about love with he her. He does yeah. talk about love with her and how Being like... like sand. <laughs> yeah. I think it's before It's that. prior to the sand prior comment. To sand. Don't worry, we'll get there. Yeah. But he he says something about how she's like, our, you know, our Jedi's not allowed to fall in love. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, passion is forbidden. And, you know, we can have compassion, which is kind of like an unconditional love mm-hmm. for like mm-hmm. everyone. But then again, if you, if their setup is like because unconditional love we generally learn from our parents and so if they Mm -hmm. take you away from your parents how are you supposed to understand unconditional love and applic it to it like society as a whole and not just like i don't know yeah Yeah. right i I thought no tools for success yeah like emotion no emotion other than the force yeah Yeah. some kind of like Yeah, it's all dubious, man. Yeah. I don't know. And the whole, the and the we've heard a lot about the philosophy of the Jedi of like they only use the Force for protection, not mm-hmm. for attack. They don't get involved with like those sort of things. Like they're the peacekeepers, they're not yeah. the aggressors. Mm-hmm. Which and this isn't getting too far ahead because unless you guys watch the Clone Wars series, which spoiler alert, I guess <laughs> we but, sure haven't. <laughs> but what happens after this? So this is the beginning of the Clone Wars that we saw at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. What happens next in the Clone Wars is that they put Jedi in charge of the clone army. Mm. So so Obi Wan Kenobi becomes a general. So he is General Kenobi. Oh, and they, uh, call, they, they call him that, yeah. They yep. do. So Anakin yeah. becomes, like, becomes some kind of lead. I don't know if he's General Anakin or, oh, I don't know, but they become military leaders, which is another, like, indirect, I guess, direct violation of, like, what the Jedi are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So they start, Ooh, yeah. they almost start consolidating military power for the Jedi. Yeah, so Whoa. it's this, it is this downward spiral of, like, becoming not what they were meant to be. Well, that is fascinating. So. I'm into that story. Me yeah. Too. Well, yeah. and I know we'll get there when we get to the newer ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh, 
I'm gonna have a lot to say once we mm-hmm. once we get to the last Jedi. Well, of, but you can yeah. kind of see this like oh, this downfall gosh. of the Jedi and yeah. how it's how it's uh, concurrent with the rise of the dark side. Yeah, and right. the rise of the Empire. The Empire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Need flowchart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll create a the, visual. Okay, so I so I have a question for you. So politically in this movie, and the the prequels are so political because they, they try to they really try to explain. Well, this is like Bush era. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they try to explain how how is it that the galaxy came to have an empire, right? And so at this point, have you realized the Chancellor Palpatine? Is, he's playing both sides. Yeah. Okay. He's so he has head. he is the leader of the separatists, and he also formed a clone army. So he has he's the military leader. He's created this artificial split. And he's working for the emperor. No. He is no. With the so like he'll become Kate's guy. Yeah. He'll that's become him. The, yeah. That's him. That's Palpatine. Yep. Oh. Yeah. He'll become Who's the, the other white senate guy. That's Palpatine. That's, that's Palpatine. Same guy. Same. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah, they are one and the same person. So he's, yeah, if you yeah, listen so to the he's voice, created yeah. this artificial uh, conflict. conflict so that he could consolidate power for himself. Yeah. Yes. So that he can say like, "Oh my gosh, we need like look at these bad guys. We need to fight against him." Mm-hmm. So and then he's like, "Oh, yeah. don't worry about it. I got this uh, clone army ready to go, guys." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aren't you so glad that like so, I just had that yeah. in my back pocket? I just fucking like, planned ahead like ago. a champion. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah right. Because he's been constructing this for literally. Over yeah. a decade now. And yeah. no one's asking those questions. Yeah. Well, no well, one's... Nobody's he's like, very good at, of it yet, right? Right? Like, he's mm-hmm. very good he's at, like, keeping, Yeah, information yeah. above and below, like, the yeah. people in play and, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. which version of his personhood he's presenting, right? To, like... Yeah. And Jar Jar just just yeah. voted, like it started this Brie <laughs> hated it. Disgust. <laughs> How dare you mention my name in this house? But he consolid or he like brought up this initiative to give emergency powers to the Chancellor with the did. assumption that, oh, once this war is over, the Chancellor will give up his power. Only Jar Jar Caesars would do that. Caesars don't do that, looking, y'all. Looking like, ahead, you know that he's not going to. Right. That Felicia operates on zero instinct. Also, real quick, so at the very end, um, Palpatine, the Emperor, he calls, and also his other name is, is Darth Sidious, is that correct? Or is that a yeah, totally different that's name? That's his name. That's, that's his Sith name. Cool, that's what I thought. So, and then he calls... Wait, that's the beardy guy? No, like that's... Dracula? No, no, that's no, Dooku. That's Dooku. Dooku. But he's, he's also Darth, so he's many Darth white Tyrannus. Men I know. Yeah. So every Sith but has he, like a real name and a Sith name. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I was gonna bring up. So so Dooku's name is Lord Tyrannus, right? Sick. Yeah, yeah. Darth Tyrannus. Darth Tyr- Tyrannus. He he calls Tyrannus. him Lord Tyrannus at the Lord end. Lord Tyrannus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he yeah. So the Emperor calls him Lord Tyrannus at the end, and I wondered if that was an homage to Caesar. Mm-hmm. Cause at the cause uh, the assassination attempt on Caesar, right by what by uh what's his face oh my god anyway my Brute yeah yeah it's Brutus Brute. yeah mm-hmm. and so he at the before the assassination attempt they shout like tyrannous something and that's oh. the same thing that was shouted when they killed uh, Abraham Lincoln when what's his face killed Abraham Lincoln. John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, that's yep. the one. So yeah, it's like tyrannous something. Oh god, I have to look it up. But anyway, I just was wondering if that was all interconnected because mm-hmm. yeah, well, and it's like the Latin meaning means something. Anyway. 
Hey guys, Editing Megan here. I just have to jump in mid-episode to tell you guys what I'm trying to say in this section. Um, so I was talking about the saying Sic Semper Tyrannis, uh, which is Latin for thus always to tyrants, and it is attributed to um, Brutus at Caesar's assassin assassination. Um, it's also the Virginia State motto, apparently. I'm like, ooh, Virginia! Damn! Um, and <laughs> And it's also, uh, yeah, what Booth yelled when he um, killed Abraham Lincoln uh, at the theater. So, anyway, I just wanted to jump in and clarify what the heck I was talking about right there. I mean, sure, mm -hmm. I would imagine something about tyranny and, like, yeah. you know, absolute mm -hmm. power. And overthrowing, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, because that's the, I mean, clearly, that's what the emperor is, is a Caesar that never gave his power back, mm -hmm. which uh -huh. is kind of the moral of that, you know, yeah. history story. Yeah, mm -hmm. like... Absolute power corrupts absolutely. No, people mm -hmm. don't give that shit back. Like, exactly. What are you talking about? Exactly. Just like we learned from Hedwig. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> we did, though. We did. We did, Truth. though. Oh, Lord. Um, also, I have a dog joke. Oh, okay. Well, kind of a dog joke. All right, all right. So, um, my little stepsister Carly has this dog, Murphy, and he's a terrier. Um, and he's a little crazy. As they are. Cute. Terriers are pretty, yeah. Um, but this weekend she was like, Murphy was being a real terrierist. <laughs> oh my god. Love. I'm pretty sure there's a Key and Peele Love. sketch about this. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. Nope, I there's absolutely def credit, credit they Carly. Definitely is. Shout out. Oh and Murphy. Oh, he mm -hmm. is a real terriorist. <laughs> Love you, Murphy. Crazy. No, I'm. There's definitely a key and peel sketch about this. Oh my god! Of like a, ter <laughs> a terrierist. Maybe yeah. that's where she got it from. I don't know. I just thought it was too cute. Too cute. Okay, yep. Darn. Mm -hmm. What is Dooku's Sith name? Tyrannus. Lord Tyrannus. Lord Tyrannus. Lord mm -hmm. Tyranny. Yep. Yep. That is correct. Um, yeah. It's yeah. It's so interesting. Oh my gosh. Lord the Terrierness. <laughs> <laughs> This one, this pun keeps morphing. It's out of control over there. But uh, there's so there's a lot of parallels actually to um, dictator rises in this as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's pretty apparent. But there's also some uh, some Hitler homages yeah. as well. Um, I mean, that's how we get to the Empire. You know? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So and that's referencing the first movie. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right? This is how it we're... all comes full circle. It does. It's yeah. all it's political, but it's also about power. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a whole thing. Why don't we think the Spaceballs franchise continues? <laughs> <on? laughs> you know, reflecting, mirroring. <laughs> I don't know. Mel Brooks must have had other things he wanted to do. Probably. Just yeah. one Spaceballs was enough for him. <laughs> Yeah, I think back in high school, I really didn't get the, like, the political overtones of the movie. Totally. No. Like, those went so far over my head, but mm -hmm. I think watching the movies as an adult, I'm like, oh, I kind of get it. Yeah, I, I think feel they, like they, I got it a lot more. Yeah, very much They went more. way too heavy into the politics, but at least it, it really sets the stage for what happens in episodes four, five, and six. Definitely. You kind of understand, like, what the heck is going on. How did the world end up like this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, how did this empire form? Do we have the voting record of uh, George Lucas? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we do. Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. I, have, I did not pull that. He, like, didn't speak that. out yeah. about no. politics at the time. No, Maybe I this was his don't. way of, like, yeah, guys, don't always trust when those in power are trying to sell you on 
a war that like mm-hmm. can be fa- can there's a strong idea mm-hmm. that it's fabricated and uh, it's really just to make money for those who like profit from war mm-hmm. which yeah. continues that so continues in those weapons oh god yeah and this so whole the, the whole and then we think that's traumatizing and oh then and like, uh, <laughs> little did we know and the whole Jesus, um the separatist thing it really it brings up those tones of like okay like f- even for this galaxy the people who support like one galactic republic mm-hmm. or individual like independent control of planets and systems right. like and the separatists really were all about like local control totally and the republic was wanted to consolidate power to one person mm-hmm. apparently should we talk yeah. about the writing a little bit? Because I feel like this what, is uh, kind of lending itself to like the script. Talk, yes. The, oh, yeah. Let's talk about our fabulous script. So, who helped George do this? Yeah. Let me yeah, let me tell you. Hello. Yeah. So this that no was, one. So is that the answer. <laughs> so who he brought on to help with this was uh, Jonathan Hales, and he d- has had never written any uh, any the- like big theatrical releases before. Okay. You don't but say. Yeah. They so. Were I don't know. I don't know if they were boning. I have not confirmed that, but I guess he helped write... That's not in the Wikipedia. He helped write some episodes of Writing. the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, and I've never even seen not that. I don't know what the fuck with that is. Is it that like that a is. cartoon? Or... Right, is that... I have no idea. That's all it says. They get River Phoenix's I don't know. spirit, seance style. Yeah, it's not books, because it's episodes, okay. so <laughs> it's something. But, anywho, so yeah, so he helped start writing that. Um, also, like, Lucas was writing this, and he, like, right after Phantom Menace, he, I think, was, like, writing this and everything, and, um, he went right up to the wire right before shooting to finish the first draft of this, because the writing was so harshly criticized in the first one, um, in The Phantom Menace, and he was, Uh he was like, oh, shit. (laughs) And then I'm like, well, why didn't you bring on a vet screenwriter? Because I bet you had money to do that. I know, I'm like, why wouldn't you do that? Why didn't you get somebody... No, I would have just thought likes, it was unnecessary. Like, I think he oh. likes control, though. Yeah. Of like, no, it's my story. I'm gonna tell it my mm-hmm. way. It blows my mind, though. He too. knows that it's that that's not his strength. Like he says this in like interviews. Like, go and look up George Lucas interviews. He'll fucking say that he can't write dialogue. He will say that shit. So he, it's not that he's not aware of it. It's just that he up. was like, nah, I still so don't care. Still yeah. Do it. yeah, it's like, god damn it, come on. Which anyway, it's like a, an also a PSA for like, it's okay if you're not good at everything. Yeah, yes. trust, trust that someone else might be good at it and yeah. ask for their help. Totally, yeah. you especially can't be an expert in everything. Right, no, and especially can. with something that you've had this experience of like, oh shit, like the fandom mm-hmm. isn't. You know they pissed. They're mad, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, and I don't want this to totally fail. So you kind of have to like let your pride go a little bit, and for the good of like the greater mm-hmm. story to be told. But clearly, that's not exactly. Yeah, he didn't go that route. No, he sure didn't. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you guys what the uh, what the name of the script was originally? Initially, yes, Garbage Island. Oh, Brie, you're gonna love this title. Skyfucker Born. What? <laughs> like this is like the working title. This was like the working title okay. to to basically cloak it in secrecy, right? So this oh, was the sure. working title, Jar Jar's Big Adventure. <laughs> ew, ew, ew. It How was. Dare uh, you reference Pee Wee Herman with that monstrosity? <laughs> 
offense. That's rude. Absolute offense. <laughs> that really is not like a, a cloaked in secrecy Ew. title. No, no. What? So this was, it was a Ew. sarcastic, uh, of course. yeah, it was a sarcastic play because he knew that the fans hated Jar Jar. So he was like, wow. fuck you guys, I'm going to name the working oh, title gosh. this. Did you guys did you guys ever see Fanboys? No. Movie Fanboys? Okay. Anyways. So. Fanboys is the movie that it's about a bunch of Star Wars fans who try to break in and steal the script for the Phantom Menace. Oh. Like, <laughs> did that really happen? No. Oh, okay. No. It's I like it's like, it's a, reality. It's yeah. a comedy, but they're trying to track down like the George Lucas's storyline for the this was before the prequels like came when out. Okay. Was it? Like when was I it feel like? like I was in college when it came out. Like who was in it? Oh God, I, maybe Seth Rogen. Oh my okay. gosh. Okay. Like maybe, that vein of things. Yeah, that Seth Rogen's. Uh, what's his like skinny friend that has like the dark hair? He's like the super cute little guy. I forget his name. I'm gonna look it up here. There's like know. one actor Roman? that I remember. Oh yeah, who plays Roman and um, Party Down? Party Down. Yeah, I'm not sure. Me too. Let's see. Me too. Let go to early. That's what that yeah, reminds me of, sure. of, of yeah. like the working title and yeah. trying to cloak it in secrecy because there was so much secrecy around like the Phantom Menace because yeah. it had been 20 oh, years. Oh, absolutely. I mean, listen, all the Marvel movies, like... Oh, they all do this. Yeah, they all do mm-hmm. this, definitely. Yeah. And so, so fandom, we just... <laughs> Sista and I just went to go see Captain Marvel together and that was a treat. But Delightful. Will, go see it. We'll cover that in another podcast, but... Uh, <laughs> By the time you hear this, it'll be, like, in your Netflix. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> True. True. We record way ahead of time, so heads up. We <laughs> have a lot of things going on. Dating this episode. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Jay Barukel? I don't know. Oh, oh, that guy. So this is, yep, Seth Rogen's in it. Kristen Bell. Yeah, okay. Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. that sort of era. I'm movie. willing to add that to the Sam list. Sam Huntington, Jungle yeah, totally. to Jungle, I'd be down for that. City. All right, Sam. Well, oh, we yeah. might have to do that one. We might add mm-hmm. that to the Fan list boys. here. Yes. Sam was. <laughs> Carrie Fisher's in it. What? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, she's a doctor. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Love me Billy some Carrie Williams Fisher. Is in there. Let's oh, get meta, y'all. Yeah. Oh, geez, on there too. Damn. All right. Good. Who made it? All right. We might have to. We might have to do that. Yes. All right. To not get too off topic here, though. Let's, <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Where's that lasso? Let's get back. Let's get back to it. Lasso so, topic. Your Wonder Woman power. Boom. Uh, yeah, I do cosplay as Wonder Woman sometimes. Um, but also, so let's talk about the characters, maybe, and let's talk about the actors. Yeah. yeah? So should we talk about the casting of Hayden Christensen? Just kick us off. Well, Sarah and I have a fun attachment. We both. He was our hot throb from Life as a House. Mm-hmm. Oh, so excited when he was casted for this. It was like the best day of my, life. my teenage years. <laughs> I was so ever. excited. I was like, yes. Yeah. Get to watch him for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Get some nip. Yes. Yeah, we did. We got a little bit of nip. Got a yeah, little bit of shirt. A wet dream in there, too. Yeah. But it was so confusing because I'm pretty sure he was referencing his mother. And yeah. I just... No, it was weird. It was gross. It was well, gross. Well, yeah. we know that he's true. There's no, like, barriers that can be uncrossed. <laughs> Sister, lover, thruple, you know. Oh, my That's God. That's his son. We, yeah. We're not there yet. No, but I'm saying, like, no stern, stone left unturned. Mm-hmm. Fair. Apparently. Maybe it just runs in like the Skywalker. I think fair to say, Anakin Skywalker 
pretty fucked up. Oh, yeah. clearly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. He's got some rough times. Yeah. I will say I have more, I have a little bit more uh, empathy for him yeah. after yeah. after watching this. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, all right. Like, I, yeah, yeah. He, because he did. He had a couple moments, but he was done dirty by... Good old Georgie Pooh. Who I know. Just I feel like the writing the worst dialogue. I feel like his dialogue specifically it was, was so pretty bad. terrible. Like his and Padme's were awful. But right like, there, yeah, like Obi Wan, he had some good dialogue. He did, like he had Mace some had some good dialogue. Yoda, I think it great. works for Obi Wan too because that's just his character to yeah. be this very dry. Yeah, yeah. totally. Totally. straightforward mm-hmm. yeah that's and, just him and also like dry and straightforward when you give that to ian mcgregor he's like listen i'm gonna just charm this up and it's gonna be great and right he's got like a twinkle in his he eye does. he does like, <laughs> you can't you, you can't t- tell somebody to have a twinkle he just does he has it <laughs> he's amazing he was also coming off me he, that's yes. true. Mm-hmm. That's accurate. Again, Milan again. Rouge high. He yes. has an extra twinkle to spare. Mm. True. Yeah. Lots yeah. of twinkle to go around. Exactly. But so Hayden Christensen, there was a there was a big casting search for this role, right? Of for course. Anakin Skywalker, yeah. especially since Phantom Menace, that kid was rough, right? So blew it. He he did yeah I mean also sorry Jake yeah <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry your life got ruined yeah but also like I, you I don't think he had the best choices. tools well but I don't feel like he had the best tools nine. Yeah. I don't know if he had all the choice in the world with that <laughs> yeah. no also, he zero didn't have mercy the, he didn't have the best tools to work with and he was just a child but truth oof, man they did him dirty yeah. they sure did and we also know from life as a house like. Hayden can definitely emote. Like, he is, that, the whole movie is his teen angst. And I really mm-hmm. thought we were going to get that in this movie, and it was like, no, it was just kind of boring. So, so I guess his screen test for this, Natalie Portman said that he was able to convey, like, this really, this intensity about mm-hmm. him. That it, okay. like, his, I guess his read for it was really good, um, because he was able to convey intensity, um, and also, so, like, an intense intense like feelings but also this darkness and like brooding yeah, yeah about him as that. well i can see his that potential. was her projecting on him what she hoped he would be and he wasn't because i don't know i don't know no i believe it though i think i believe that one but can i tell you guys who else was considered yes yes yes, yes you yes, want to hear who else was know. okay cool um so i don't know who this is jonathan brandis you guys know who that is uh, no i don't think so that doesn't ring any bells that for didn't me. ring any bells for me either it kind of does for me but i don't Ryan Phillip is another one. I also Ryan don't know Felipe? that. Felipe? Yeah, yeah that's Reese the Witherspoon's one. ex-husband. Oh, I didn't yeah. know who that was. Cool. Their exes now? I was like, uh. yeah. Oh, yeah, they got divorced a long time ago. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. guys. I'm getting schooled over here. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> Celebrity gossip. <laughs> I know, right? That I'm the hot behind us. Right? Jonathan the Brandis. hot gas. This is Jonathan Brandis. We're looking at a picture of him right okay. now on the internet. What was he Which in? Which is really effective on a podcast, know. I know, guys. Yeah. Look at the Oh, I mean, yeah. like, he looks like just look. 90s familiar. Yeah. 90s boy. <laughs> yeah. He could have been Zach Morris. Right. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's definitely. He kind of looks like, like, like Zach, Zach and Zach. Zach. Zach mixed with he... the Affleck brothers. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Good job, Bree. Oh, jeez. Um, but then. New uh, business coming near you. There, there you go. And then Colin Hanks was another one. Uh, Colin Hanks, that's Tom Hanks' son, right? That's oh. right. Yeah. That's right. And then Paul Walker, who oh. I only know from Fast and Furious. <laughs> 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 that's that's almost he's a Zen now, right? 
Oh yeah, he died. Oh yeah, he car crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Too accurate, Jesus. Too real. Too real. Um, and then Leonardo DiCaprio met with Lucas for the role, but was quotes definitely unavailable according to what was he doing his instead because he read that garbage script probably. he was like yeah. he's like Mm-mm, i i can't even make this float yeah no. right if dicaprio can't make it float come on don't come ask on. i mean that would have been fun too though like a yeah. leo because he gets angsty too he like, does, he does. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I, yeah i'm like oh yeah i he was my number one heartthrob. Yeah, obviously, like <laughs> yeah. after Titanic, forevermore. Oh, oh my god, oh. That, that was a sexual so awakening for me for what sure. What would have been like if he was in this movie? Right, yeah. Yeah. it would have been real. But I, mm-hmm. I don't career. know if he could have made that. Maybe, work. maybe. probably would. Or maybe it would have been so much win. better. Maybe, yeah. yeah. We'll never know. Okay, I have a poll question. Yeah, we kind of touched on this in previous podcasts, but I, this brings up mine, so I'm gonna pull it. Um, what is the movie you've seen the most in theaters? Oh, yeah, Sarah yeah, Valentino. Yeah. Oh, gosh. The movie <laughs> that, like, that I've repeat seen in theaters? I was like, don't fucking do that, guys. The, I think that, you know, actually, here, it's probably the most recent movie that I've seen, and I actually saw it three times in theaters. And this is going to be really funny, but it was The Last Jedi. Ooh, I went to see yeah! it. I went to see it three times. One of those times, like, I went the first time with Andy and a couple friends. Second time, I went by myself mm-hmm. in the middle of, like, a Sunday. Because you're all, yes, I need Matinee, to see it Matinee, because I was like, I need to process this again. Yeah. And then I <laughs> went to, I think I went to see it again with Andy after that, so. Totally. Then I got it illegally online. Sorry, guys. Disclaimer: We don't do that on this podcast. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't know if I've seen any other movies multiple times in theaters. Really? No. Oh man. Wow. Oh my god. We I was like, see, session shares again. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I I saw The Fellowship of the Ring twelve times in the theater. Oh, have we done the math on how many days that was of your life? Yeah, a lot of days. A lot of days. Like that is like. Yep. 36 hours yep. of your life. Yep. yep. I just, That's a lot of money. Yeah. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Um, <laughs> I did chores. What? Uh, also, <laughs> I I sure, as I remember, my younger brother had a friend that worked at our local theater, and mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure that we, like, did not pay for all of those okay. viewings. Um, but, yeah, that was my first, like, super fandom, like, movie experience. Like, I, when the trailer came out, I was like, what is and I had never read the books. I had read mm-hmm. The Hobbit, yeah. but like the trailer the spoke same. to me, yeah. and I yeah. was like, "Uh oh!" And then I saw it, and I was like, "This is everything yeah. that I have mm-hmm. ever wanted yeah. in my teenage life." <laughs> yeah, totally. And, yep. I oh, think yeah. I think my biggest was probably one of the Lord of the Rings movies too. Mm-hmm. Like I think over the Harry Potter movies for sure. Although oh, can definitely, I, over can the I Harry Potter tell a super movies. fun story really quick? Yes. I promise We're it. In pole corner. Right. I know. Sorry, mm-hmm. it's happening now, but. So, just since Chamber of Secrets came up um, earlier, and we were talking about, you know, it's, it was a contemporary of this movie, um, came out around the same time, um, but, so when I went to go see Chamber of Secrets in theaters, I went to go see the midnight showing of it. Of course. And I was a youth, right? Like, I have no idea. I think I was, I mean, I was definitely, like, I had to have been, like, 12 or 13 or something like that, right? 2002. Yeah, I was, because I finished eighth grade in 2003 so yep yep right so i went to go see the midnight showing of it with my friend ashley shout out if you're listening um 
and we dressed up in full wizard gear. Yes. Literally had my robe that I've actually cosplayed in uh, since the rest since then for the rest of the time. Yeah. (laughs) And cosplayed and we had watched the trailer so many times. You know, there's that line between Malfoy and Harry Dueling. That's right. That's yeah, obviously right. And so the line is scared Potter. Oh. (laughs) And he says, "You wish." Ashley and I would do that over and over again. Like, just, like, we were pra- we'd practice it at her house. We'd practice it at my house. Oh, we'd practice my, dueling, my right? Goodness. The whole moves. And then we would do it at the movie theater <laughs> up until the showing. Oh, my Sorry. God. Would people throw money at you? Uh, I wish. No. Get no. Some, like, yeah, some applause, some right. cheers. Right. Did you guys, was this, like, midnight showings, too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, midnight, midnight showings yeah. all the way, and we went think... to midnight book openings too. Oh, yeah. Every Harry Potter yeah. midnight opening there was, I went to. It. I think <laughs> Harry Potter and Star Wars movies are the only movies I've gone to midnight openings at. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Staying up late. Staying up late and I wearing did some X Men once too at midnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely because I, I was, was in a... college and I was drunk and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Showed up and was like, yes. <laughs> The fandom love was the same. Mm-hmm. The way it was presenting was a little bit different. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Back when, back when you can stay up past midnight. Yeah. Oh, for real. Can't do that shit Can't anymore. Can't do that no. anymore. Mm-hmm. Fall asleep. I'll see the matinee on Saturday. That's okay. I'm yeah. all right with that. Right. No, not feeling it. Anywho, all right, so that was... <laughs> A lot of tangent. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Wait, what was it? What's the movie that you've seen? Like Titanic. Really? Oh, oh Titanic. yes. The Chief Leo. Theater. Oh yeah. That's why. That's why the poll came around. Yeah. How many times? Comes around. Yes. How many? I think I saw it at least four times. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. Kate Winslet. I'll be totally honest. Love. That movie did not speak to me as a youth, and still doesn't. I don't. Oh, I that's just funny. Don't get it. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, fair enough. No, fair enough. as an adult. I haven't seen it in a long time, and I don't know. It's real long. Yeah. Real yeah. Long. That's the other piece. I'm like, I just don't know about that, and there's plenty of room for both of them on that piece of whatever. It w- I just can't. Yeah. That's I love all of the point. memes about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like the chalk outlines room. and being like, you can touch us on there. Come on. <laughs> love it. That, I mean, I think that was like... You, it was like so unreasonable. Yeah. And you like, Ridiculous. I kept going back thinking it would change or something. I don't know. I love that movie though. <laughs> well, you know what? I think also a huge part of me loving that movie was like, with the song, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then Hanson did a parody. Oh, here it is. Like, true video. Love. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hanson? Was Hanson your true love? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. It was like all of my passwords up until recently. <laughs> Recently, yes. I mean, yeah, there the are truth hard is out. Now, but <sighs> time. Yeah, yeah so many fights. I met, I met the Hanson brothers. Oh, really? Have I told oh you about God, this? No. I, I, oh, I, I think I met two of them. Not the, not the middle one. So they. Not Taylor. No, they used to vacation in was Mammoth it? in California, and I was working for Black tie ski rentals at ah. the time and we got to deliver to the Hanson ha- Free would have died they had all their we we got to like yeah fit all of their groupies up and yeah we know we knew what house they were staying in I got to shake their hands yeah. so it was like the older yeah. one the younger one Zach and Isaac yeah yes. and I don't know if they had girlfriends or something at the time there were girls there bunch of groupies it was because they're all married now, right? Yeah. Like, with children. Yeah, I think I was like in my, like, late 20s at the time, so it wasn't, like, I was like, whatever. 
Yeah. So you didn't go through a Hanson thing? No, I never oh, went God. through the Hanson thing. Me neither. Oh, I never. I did. I it was hit with me you. hard. I was with <laughs> you. <laughs> Definitely. No. I was like the I was on like the the Blink One Eighty Two ship. Oh, yeah. I also cooler ship to be on, but Brie went down with the Hanson ship. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) More than still on it for a lot of years. Oh my god. Okay, but now really going back back, to the podcast that we're actually talking about a movie in. Right. Yeah. Hayden. Yes. Y'all were very excited about him being in there. I still didn't Mm -hmm. see this movie though. That's true. You didn't. No. I, I mean, yeah, I'm not even going to mention the time I briefly encountered it. No, you should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you ba- you kind mm-hmm. of, I mean, always with you we find these, like, Star Wars adjacent experience that you've had, <laughs> which are pretty, like, just, you know, continue to inform. You yes. wouldn't be hard-pressed to find anyone who hasn't had a Star Wars adjacent experience. Oh, yeah. right, it's too no, ubiquitous. I mean, if I haven't. It's our culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's mm-hmm. so true. I've had all the opportunities, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So what was your... Like, nah. What was okay. your experience? Um, I, there was this kid that lived down the street, and he, we, I, like, called him the bubble boy. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he was allergic to every, or his parents, you know, like, inferred that he was allergic to everything, so he's, like, terrified of life, but also, like, <laughs> really <laughs> ill-adjusted for anything. You um, don't say. He was just, and I'm, like, why am I watching, why am I in charge of it? Like, I'm already not predisposed to children. I don't I was know about to any say. of the post-pat, pat, <laughs> Past podcasts have you know given any indication, but yeah, for some reason I was babysitting Bubble Boy, and this is what he wanted to watch, and he like was only allowed to watch three things. This was one of his three things. Okay. <sighs> Super weird. Um, <laughs> and I yeah I don't know I that's all I remember. You were probably like snacking in the kitchen while yeah. he was like watching to, Anakin like, scour talk the about cabinets sand. for anything that like was. <laughs> that wasn't like mm-hmm. gluten free, dairy free, soy free. Yeah. Oh, I'm um, curious about what this guy grew up to be. I know, what I am kind too. Of adult actually. is he? His right. parents were really ill adjusted too. They, it was that. Talk about toxic house. <laughs> I mean, Anakin's pretty toxic to too, y'all. Oh man, <laughs> he I don't could know. have grown up to be Darth Vader. This is, Darth Darth Vader 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 this is how Darth Vader's are created. This is how Darth Vader's are created, guys. When you are not allowed to be appropriately in touch with your emotions and you suffer severe trauma. again uh we're gonna go ahead and cut there for today uh that concludes our first installment of attack of the clones uh leaving off with a hard discussion of hayden christensen cast as anakin skywalker and uh, ended up going down a hansen rabbit hole so there you are there you have it for the day uh next time we will kick off with a conversation about uh, natalie portman as padme again And uh, yeah, so tune in in two weeks' time on Wednesday for the next installment of Attack of the Clones. See you guys then. Bye. Thanks for listening, y'all. You can follow us on Instagram at waityouhaven'tseenthat. And also check out our website for some sweet, sweet merch. 
and if you want to see this circus in action, become a Patreon member for exclusive reaction videos and extra Princess Tegan content. If y'all were here for the shitstorm that was our pod, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. Tegan Wu sure would appreciate it.